Hello, welcome to episode 26 of Nightmare Cinema. This is one I have been <laughs> waiting for all my life. This is one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast with you. This is one of the reasons I exist right now. And we're not going to give you any any kind of let you know what it is. We're going to just play you a soundbite and you will realise what it is. For the next two minutes... You are in glory town, okay? The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. It is all the more tragic in that they were young, but had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon became a nightmare. For 30 years, the files collected dust in the Cold Cases Division of the Travis County Police Department. Over 1,300 pieces of evidence were collected from the crime scene at the Hewitt residence. Yet none of the evidence was more compelling than the classified police footage of the crime scene walkthrough. Test, test, test. Okay, uh, this is uh, August 20th, 1973. The time is uh, 3.47 p.m. A location is the Hewitt residence um, on Route 17. It's where victim one was found. Uh, we're gonna do a walkthrough and uh, we're now descending the stairs into the furnace room. Uh, there's over here, there's scratch marks along the wall. There's some more over here, along here. And, oh, there's something over here. Seems like, looks like a clot of hair and a embedded fingernail. All right, we're gonna go move into the uh, actual furnace room. The yeah. events of that day were to lead to one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, my God. I've, I I must have watched that about 20 times, and it's still it's still brilliant. I don't know if you noticed that, but I just closed my eyes because to, to, I put myself just listening to it, and it works on an audio level as well. I just noticed that now, but that's just me. Right, okay. So the guy so, who narrated that, um, John Larroquette, he... Um, Provided the narration to the original as well. That's better. Just FYI. I am going to say that an awful lot today. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, obviously it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is not, absolutely not the 1974 version. It is the 2003 version. <laughs> and However, we will begin by talking about the 1974 version because without yeah, that, we, we wouldn't have, have this. We, yes, we do. Yeah. Um, it's <clears throat> the depression has set in. <laughs> it's the only good thing that I say about it is I am happy it exists, and I'm happy that this this came of it. It's never it's never thrilled me. It's always been sort of like, oh yeah, it's there. It's very nasty. It's horrible. It's always been kind of like a pop culture fuck you to anything 
Um, which I like I like about that's probably the one thing I like about it. But it's never had any meat to it. I think you'd agree with that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. It's but it's deeply annoying and it's it's become this totem for dickheads who don't understand what a decent film is and just want to piss people off. Um made by the human fist that is Tobe Hooper, um, who is an idiot of the first order. Um, he's done nothing with his life apart from this. He did Poltergeist, which is all right, I suppose. Uh, but I don't, he's not in any way going to be revered by me, I'm afraid. Sorry, Jesus Christ, I can tell. Wow, is that? It's just, it's just not. Um, I don't like any of the, anything, anything that I've heard about the first one. I just think to myself, you're just a bunch of dickheads going into the woods with a, with a camera with no intention of making a film. You just want to come out with infamy. Go away. Go, go and sit down. Um, but I am glad it exists and it needs it has its place in the world um as a as a figure of whatever. Um mm. it's not for me. I, I have watched it a few times and I did have this phase in my life when I when I thought it was great, and then I grew up very, very quickly mm. um and realized it's really not. And I think that should be enough that we say on the uh, original. I know people out there in, in Nightmare Cinema Land are going, what? We love this. I and mean, you are allowed to love it. You are. I am. I have no problem with people that love it. And you have your reasons for loving it. But unfortunately, it's just not for me. It's just genuinely not for me. I mean, you also made Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which was very, very, very bad. Very, yeah, really, really bad. Yeah, the, I mean... Poltergeist is the film of his that I would really big up because I Mm. really, really like that. I genuinely think it's a brilliant film. Um, I think it's miles better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Definitely. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just infamous now. You don't celebrate any performance. You don't... It's it's created one of the great, truly great characters in, in, in cinema. And that's literally it. I mean, some would say that's enough, but... You have to do something with that character. I don't think he ever did. I think, I think the 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 the, the public and the fans did more with him than anything else. Mm. I I don't even count any of the bloody awful films I've followed as well because they never really captured it. He's just he's just a villain, um, un- underused, um, who's become bigger than the film he was in and. Unlike some of the other villains, like proper, proper villains, I say villains, these aren't villains, these are, these are sadistic evil. Um, it, it, they've been revered to the level that they've actually done good things with them, you could say. Freddy, um, Pinhead, you wouldn't agree with that one. Uh, Jason et al. Um, he's definitely up there, but it, it, the films he's had just didn't work. And we, I find myself saying this all the time, but... This one, I have, I am definitely right. If anyone wants to write in and argue, you'll, you'll be argued down and I'll win. Um, but I think that's enough of that now. So, well, let yeah. the joy begin. Let's move on. <laughs> let the joy begin. Right. This is one of, I believe it's one of yours and my, we have a rare day where we're going to agree on something. Um I would say this is one of my favourite horror films, this, um, which is bizarre because it is a remake. Um, oh, I can I can understand that. It's definitely, I mean, it's my heads, heads and shoulders above the original, definitely, in terms of absolutely everything. Story, character, how it's shot, the whole thing. Uh, 
right? If you're not familiar, if you, if you, if you kind of anti-reboot, um, you are selling yourself short with this one. Um, <laughs> but the story is pretty similar, but but not if if you know what I mean. It's got the same kind of um, teenagers in a van stopping to pick a hitchhiker up. However, it's very it's done. It's the subtle differences in it. Uh, they pick up a, a, a hitchhiker that's one of the family in the first, in the original. In this one, they pick up a kind of escaped, a girl that seems to have just escaped from the family and she's in a bit of a ways and fucking chaos ensues. Apologies for the language, but sometimes you need an F-bomb in there. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on this film? Overall? Overall. It is. What is your overriding sense you walk away with? One of the better horror films out there, I'll be honest with you. And that's not just judging by when it came out and what came before, but also the absolute atrocious horror films that we get now. Where it's, I mean, I think when we did when we did our our watch of it yesterday, I think I said to you that um, what was that? It was. Uh, I was quite pleased that we did a watch like professional oh, all right. podcast people. <laughs> um, I, I felt like Platinum Dunes had probably got really, really lazy now in, in terms of its storytelling and filmmaking. Whereas this was, this was really good, really, really phenomenal. Um, and I just feel like they've not kept up that quality of filmmaking at all. That's no, they thing. haven't. It's. 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 I remember going to see this in the cinema and it was 2003. So it was kind of just, just as I was becoming the film aware genius that you see now. Um, and I remember not liking it because I was thinking, I said to myself, I remember saying to me, mate, oh, that's not uh, very close to the original. It's done this, it's done this, it's given this, it's given this. And I remember as I was getting older thinking, what the fuck was I talking about? This, this, this. And I've been watching it, I've watched it many many times since then even though it is the most difficult film to find ever which we will get onto in a bit um and i remember as i've as i've kind of matured my opinion of this has really changed and now i tr- i honestly believe it's it's one of the one of the finest films out there it actually makes me forget completely forget about the original it's genuinely that good i sent you a text before what did i call it I said, I'm just going to read out this text to you. Um, I only just remembered this now. Obviously, I didn't read it. Thanks for that, mate. (laughs) Oh, I said, um, it's made me want to, like, make films again, like, actually want to go and make films again. And I said, the dreary majesty of it, which is absolutely spot on, because the thing that this film does with light is, like, what? Jesus does with water and fish. I swear to God. I've, I, after after we after we did our watch last night, I kind of skimmed through it again because I, I downloaded this, so I had to check the. I, I mean, I, I bought it off Amazon, so I had to check the copy, and um, I just had to. I just I skimmed through it and I, I put it on the the big TV over there with the lights off, and honestly, I was I was my pants nearly came off. <laughs> the, the, the 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 stuff that this film does with light is beyond genius. It's a less if you're a filmmaker, and even even if you're Senor Spielberg, you sit there and you go, 
I don't know how they've done that, but it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. They 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 create this atmosphere through simple lighting, which is just fucking incredible. It, 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 if if this was in a Christopher Nolan film, a Michael Mann film, an art house film, they would be it would be absolutely revered. It would be held up at, at, at Coen Brothers film, anything like that. It would be revered for the rest of the time because it's in a horror or a horror film and the horror remake at that of something that people think is priceless cinema. It's not, believe it or not. Um, then it just gets semi ignored. Yeah, it's been. It's sort of celebrated in a way, but nowhere near as much as it should. The, the techniques in this film are utterly stupendous, like first class how to do it stuff. Remember, I was, watch, I was watching it yesterday, and you every time that house was lit properly mm. lit, and, it, and we, we'd both go, Jesus Christ, look at that. And yeah. that's before you even get into the cinema, into the cinema, into the cellar. Into <laughs> the cellar. Oh, it's just, it's ignited something in me, this film again. It's, it's what. It's what it's one of the things that's missing from the modern cinema You've or, or modern seller. I have honestly, it is it is done for me what all those tiny horror films in the woods do. But it's it's it, Marcus Nispel, the director, a German fella. You are a genius, sir. You 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 deserve a statue, in my opinion, and. What he's done is he's taken what, in my eyes, is a mediocre film and he's patched patched it up and he's brought it into the 21st century and he's brought it into a world where it can be celebrated as a film now. It's not just this horrible piece of cinema which will piss your mum and dad off for watching. It's a real film now that tells an actual story. And And do you know what? It's got tension. The yes. original film does not have tension. Yeah, the the original film is just a, a series of moments of horrific moments. I've said this before. It's like um, you need something to link all of those moments up, and that's what story, tension, drama, um, human drama, character development. That's what all these tools are for. Because mm. I'm I'm not saying that this doesn't have horrible moments in it. It has truly horrible moments in it. But unlike the other one, these are linked seamlessly and very, very smoothly. And it, it, it that's what makes a film a film. Like, you're watching the first one. It's like, do you know what, what film does that for me? And this is going to make everyone go, what the fuck? And it's not a horror film. Scarface, one of the most famous and revered films of all time. You can watch that film in three little, uh, like, goes. Uh, the bit with the chainsaw, oh, ironically, uh, where he deals with the Colombians, and nothing happens until he the montage where he's making money, and then nothing happens again until the shootout at the end. And everyone mm. says it's the greatest, it's one of the greatest. It's not. It's fucking flawed because there's no story, and there is a story in there. It's meant to be telling the story of Tony Montana, but it just loses its plot straight away. Uh, it's its point. Um, it's far too long as well, but I'll, that's for a different day. Um, I'd like to see a remake of Scarface where the, the story is actually always centre, but that's, again... I haven't seen the original Scarface. I No, that, that one's good. That That's very good. Mm. I think it's like 1937, I want to say. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, 
my brain isn't working at the moment because um, IMDb is shut down, so I don't have any facts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, but but that's what this um, that's that's the, the what we need to celebrate about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because 1932, not bad, five years old. Um, that's what that's that's what makes this film different to all of the others. It's like it's together and it's solid and it's there and it's in your face. Still got everything that you, that, that we want, all of the horrible stuff, but human, human drama and story, as I pointed out yesterday, you know, when he's pinning the ring guy up on the hook and he find, finds the, the engagement ring, there's human drama in there in this one. And you go, Oh my God. And that's what emphasizes it. And it's, so so subtle the first one is a, is is a, i think i described it to you yesterday is a car crashing through your wall your, your wall and you said not a very fucking good car at that and i thought that was quite good <laughs> this one is so subtle but it is it's it's a, it's the ferrari crashing through your wall this is this is the nicest car ever crashing through your wall <laughs> and you don't even notice it and you just go wow like that it's it's genuinely it makes me want to buy a big bus and put a sign on the side of it that says, go and watch this film. The NHS Please. need it. Please, like, fucking honestly, it is... I cannot big this up enough. I, I And I don't think people realise just how important this film is. I need a drink now, so speak. Take a breath. Jesus, Chad, I don't even know where to begin with what you've just been talking yeah. about. I, 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 mate, I could go for two months with this film. Right, well, just stop rambling. <laughs> no, I do. I do think the human aspect is definitely there, and that was that was missing in the original. I think, you know, she, she had that disabled brother, and I just he was the most non-likable character ever in the history of film. I had to push him down a fucking gully and just left him there. I think I'd have been responsible for that murder and then blamed it on Leatherface. Absolutely. Um, but no, I didn't really, I couldn't tell you any of the characters' names. I don't even know the final girl's name from the original film. I've, I've no idea. Um, but Marilyn Burns, that was the uh, actor. Apparently the character is supposed to be coming back for the um, the next instalment, which is out in February next year. So yeah. The main, the main girl? But the main, well, the character is. I don't know about the actor. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, she died in like 2014. Mm. So we'll see. Um, I think old Gunner's gone as well. Oh, bloody hell. It's yeah, all going. 15, it's all going to the top. Um, and then I think after this, we got the prequel, which was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, which was still a really, really good film. Um, and then I think they went back to the original timeline and told his origin story in a slightly different way, I think. Um, it, it gets all very, 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 very confusing. The I, what they did I with it. attempted ten ten minutes of ex, uh, Exorcist the beginning. What the fuck am I talking oh. about? Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning, and I just didn't feel it. I have I I, I don't feel the way that I do for other horror films like The Exorcist, as I've just said, because that's I don't feel it for this film. Only this, the, only this franchise, I should say. I only feel it for this film. This is like my... If, if all of them were children, this would be my favourite child, without a shadow of a doubt. Hmm. That's a shame. I, 
I think I've got a bit of animosity towards it as well because of the treatment that this film gets. Um, as I said before, I mean, trying to find it is it was like trying to find rock and all shit in space. It it, <laughs> it, it, it was I was I, I texted you didn't I? And I said I cannot find this film anyway. It's like the it's like they've hidden it away. Mm. And so I mean, this is this is where I get a bit upset. So, and this is nothing to do with the remake or Texas Chainsaw Mask at the beginning. This is to do with the franchise as a whole. So obviously we've got Texas Asshole. Chainsaw Massacre. We've got the three original sequels, two, three, and The Next Generation. And that's before um, the remake. Then we get, after the beginning, we get Texas Chainsaw 3D, which is supposed to be a direct sequel to the original film. Then after that is Leatherface, which is a prequel to the original film. Then next year, in February, we're getting Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is, again, a direct sequel to the original film, but disregards every single film that came after or before. So I hate that. <laughs> because we've had it. You've given us our direct sequel. You've done it already. You started the trend. You don't need to go back and do it again. Is this what Halloween is going to do? God fucking love us probably I um, don't want to deal with it John anyway back to the remake it, it, I'm just going yeah, off on a tangent no it is it's 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 a mess you can't talk about you can't really just you, you can I know and we will at length I've just looked at the time now and I've realised I must have been talking then for about 20 minutes I do apologise I don't really know what I've said because I could waffle on about this forever but anyway um, back to the waffle um you can't really talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre without talking about all the films because I mean they they did they did I didn't do this they did it mm. they did it to me they 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 created something pretty pretty good um, and then did nothing with it and then let it fester till two thousand and three and then this came along this absolute piece of heavenly hell from Marcus Nispel, um, who I just want to marry now. Um, and I I genuinely believe, and this is just my theory, I'm not saying this is what actually happened before everyone in the world sues me. I think that the, the, the makers, and Tobe Hooper especially, because I know he said some uh, slightly not nice things about this film. I think they've tried to bury it. I genuinely do. It's It's so difficult to find. It's so difficult to find a review on it. It's so difficult to find an opinion on it um, that that isn't, I hate it. For no reason, it's, I hate it. I was talking the other day about Toe Pooper after this came out. And um, I'll try and do this as delicately as possible because I'm very conscious to say some quite controversial things. And it does worry me that I'm going to get cancelled in the future or something. But anyway... Um, he, he talked about Je- Jessica Biel, the, the one of the uh, 2003 Jessica Biel, one of the most gorgeous actors at the time. Just but all, in fact, all five of them in their own way are just fine specimens of youth, um, as you pointed out yesterday, but not using that um, delicate phrasing way. Yeah. Um, he talks about every shot being from like the waist, waist up, so you could see her boobs. And uh, he, he said, she's running all the time as well. 
and uh, it, it, like gratuitous shots of a bum and all this. And I was thinking to myself, are you are you for, for real? Remember me saying to you, as like the the man who made arguably the biggest exploitation pick, uh, piece ever is picking nitpicking at sm- small exploitation moments in a remake of the biggest exploitation film ever. I mean, I don't Fuck think off. seeing Jessica Biel run from a guy with a chainsaw is exploitation. It's, well, that's what you would do. I don't know about you, Tobe. Like, what are you going to do? Just stand there. What an idiot. I just thought to myself, what, what a nothing comment. And I was thinking, I, and it, that was when the kind of brain started to go and as I've gone on. And I, I, re- I really think he has seen his ass. the whole production crew. I've seen their ass because this is a thousand times a better film. And if you like the first one more than this one, I don't, that's, that's Sam, that's up to you. We'll go over a beer and we'll talk about it and we'll both <laughs> walk away happy. That's fine. I don't care. As a film, and this is where I pull rank because of two degrees, John, over here, it is a better film. That is a fact. As an electrician knows how a plug works, I know how films work. This is a better film. Sorry, it is. Done. I've got that out there now. And I think that Toe Pooper has seen his ass. And I think he's buried it. I think he's buried this, tried to bury this film. And I am going to start a comeback for it. I think maybe you should investigate the conspiracy and get Jordan involved on that, Jordan, from Conspiracy Comrades, to understand what has happened to Texas Chainsaw Massacre you know 2003. What? The level of research he puts into things, he will find this out. He, <laughs> he will, he will, he will know. That's a that's a an excellent call. Really yeah, I'd, I mean, it was really difficult to find, but then is it because no one's interested in it? Do you know what I mean? I I I find that very difficult to believe. Hell's um, eyes is there, and that's that's that's. Uh, in, in, I like it, but it's an inferior remake. But, uh, it is, but people there. maybe people have got more time for that. That's another thing that needs investigating. The, <laughs> mental, the mentality of some people. Why? People are crazy. Um, yeah. Did you know that another- there was like a subplot that was cut? That um oh my god, I can't remember whether it was Erin or um Jessica, that was supposed to be pregnant. I think it was Jessica, wasn't it? Was supposed to be pregnant. Erin is Jessica, isn't she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the other one. Oh, Jesus. There was a subplot where Erin was supposed to be pregnant. Yeah, I can I can see why that was taken out. I, I, I genuinely can. But um, then, yeah, do you think maybe the ring scene would have lost its power then? Because... You yeah. might just start thinking maybe it's less about love and more about circumstance. Pepper, her name is. Um, yeah, no, I can. I just think it's it's it goes too far into the nasty side of it. It's a, it's a film. It's not a video nasty or a film nasty. With that, it it, it amplifies things and it takes it up to the stakes a little bit too much in a, in a sense where it doesn't doesn't need it. Mm. It's just nastiness for the sake of nastiness, and it's got enough nastiness. I mean, I don't think think, it was a nasty. I mean, I don't think she was going to be eight months pregnant, running around after, you know, trying to escape a chainsaw. I think she was just going to be like early on pregnant and would have just looked how she did now. Oh, uh, I have have no doubt they would have done a good job with it, but I just don't think they needed it. 
If it, if it was in there, they would, it, it would be, we'd probably be talking about that as being one of the best things about the film. That's that's how much I trust this film. But I can see why they left it out because it's got so much going on. It doesn't, it doesn't need it. But, yeah. Hmm. I thought it might have been a good little thing to throw in, to be honest I with you. I know. I mean, uh, you, you, can, you, can, you can have extra good things in it, but you, you, you can, I can live with not being in there. Well, it's, yeah, it's like, I've lived with it for nearly 20 years, but, but still, that, that, I think that it might have been. That group you joined wasn't done, doesn't say that. <laughs> hmm, I think it might have been a good little element. Anyway, I think those two were probably the most human out of all of them. Um, and then the others were just sort of chainsaw fodder, really, weren't they? Yeah, um, the, the the girl, Pepper, definitely, she she, she was the most... Um, kind of meet in the room sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other one, I think his name's Andy. Yeah. The one it. who you fancied. Um, <laughs> I think he had a very important role to play, not not in that he had a story, that he was incredibly important to Erin's story, because obviously, spoiler alert, she has to, let's say, euthanise him, which I thought was really well done until you pointed out that she stabs him in the stomach. Yeah, um, God, yeah, and I thought, I just thought, oh yeah, that's not really the way to. But it's, it's, it's just, I'll forgive it. This yeah. could murder my family, and I'd forgive it to be honest. I mean, she could have gone like upwards under the rib cage and punctures his heart. That would have probably been quicker. Yeah. This is where Sean pedantic Watkin comes into it. Well, uh, you need to get these but, things right, don't you? Yeah. I also but thought it would have been nicer if she had to kill her boyfriend rather than Andy. That would have been good. Um, but I mean, the the film has such subtle nuances. You have got to wonder why didn't they deal with that? Because the smallest detail is in there. So why isn't why haven't they done more with that? Second unit direction. That's what that is. <laughs> Can't trust them. <laughs> Imposters. Imposters. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's it's obviously a really good film, but you know when you think about things and you analyze things, you sort of start to think. Or what if they did this instead? And what if they? But at the end of the day, they didn't, and we got the film yeah. that we've got, and it's still a boss film. But you do, you do do it with a smile on your face, though. You talk about it with a smile on your face because you still mm. go back, and it's still brilliant. It's like I, you, I can name hundreds of films where I and you, you're, you're the main person who tells me to shut up quite a lot when mm. I get a bit. You and my friend Georgina, she tell she tells me to shut up quite a lot as well. And she says, what are you talking about now? A lot. Because I get really, really kind of angry sometimes, as you know, when they did, when I think that they've done something wrong. But I don't mind it with this one because I do it with a smile on my face because I still love what, what they've given me. And I, that's... I... Yeah, it's it's a really good film. Um, it's, it's the tension for me. It's how tense the entire film is from literally a few minutes in to the very, very end. You get... I mean, you get that scene at the start where, you know, everyone's really happy. You get to know them a little bit and then bang, who's got a gun in the fanny? Oh, don't. <laughs> and then dead. So it, it's like instant. As soon as that girl is there and they stop the van, it's game over. Yeah. It just, it, it builds itself up. It, the way it elevates itself is 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 the, the work of but a genius. It really is. It's it's it, it get, and it doesn't stop. 
even at the end, there's a little bit at the end. Um, but I and we have to talk about this. It it's it's when the sheriff comes into it that it really oh. really starts to kick off. God. The scene stealing genius that is Ali Ermi, God rest his soul. <laughs> if you don't know who Ali Ermi is, go and watch a film called Full Metal Jacket. First 40 minutes, 45 minutes, because the rest of it's just a dud. But he's the he's the, the kind of drill sergeant in, in that. If you haven't heard of him, you, you you need to go and watch that. And he steals every single scene in this film. He is the most abhorrent, cruel distressing warped individual in this and he makes it look so natural it's, it's fantastic so good absolutely fantastic he makes my skin crawl every time i see him uh, even if i see him in something else now because of this role i'm like oh yeah. the, the contrast between him and leatherface is brilliant <laughs> you've got this you've got a man in a sheriff's outfit who's who's Visually, he's, he's he's upholding the law and being righteous and stuff, but he is as evil as this guy who's got it cut all over his face and it's it's just room brilliant full of pickled corpses. It's brilliant how we're introduced in not just in terms of like his dialogue and his demeanor, but like how he comes into he comes in in this older car, obviously because it's from the seventies, but is um. His thingy light is off, it's broke, which is like, it's a crime, it's an offence. So it's like instantly you're like, okay, there's something really dodgy about this policeman. <laughs> I didn't you know, know that, that's amazing. I, I saw it last night for the first time. I was like, the light's completely out. Not only because he says, come and meet me at this abandoned mill. Don't stay where you are. Drive right across town and bring your dead body with you in your van and meet me at this deserted mill. That's Let's yeah, go for it. You, you said that one yesterday. So there's a few, uh, well, obviously that's the main one, because I'd be thinking, I'm not doing that. You just go, I'll see you later. I'm getting the bus to go and see Leonard Skinner and have a lovely time. Thank you. Well, well yeah, as much as you can. But then, just, yeah, then there's, I'm, I'm sure there's loads of other things that would indicate before we actually get to hear him speak or interact with the other characters that would give that away. But that is one thing that stuck in my mind, obviously, the, the broken light. I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic call. I just want to try and do another little sound bite now, if I may. Oh. Um, and I, I, on a, I have, you, you could honestly put everything that, um, he says in this because it's all the most disturbing shit you've ever heard but again <laughs> it's very very subtle disturbing shit he he is just I'm, I, I've got the film in front of me now and it's got no sound on and he's got this smile on his face all the way through it yes you Lee you naughty boy and it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's I, I didn't know it's still got it going on <laughs> oh god Jessica Beale film from the waist up there um don't give me any crap, young lady. God damn it, I got just as much respect for a dead body as anybody around here. Hey! Get that nasty goddamn thing out of the back seat of my goddamn car. Put it in the trunk. What the hell's the matter with you? Don't break Put my the legs. Don't break my stuff. Put the legs. <laughs> Fucking horrible. Fantastic. 
absolutely. I should have given some context at the beginning. Like, um, the 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 girl who they pick up at the beginning, uh, obviously shoots herself, and that's them putting the body into the sheriff's car, wrapped in cling film, wrapped in cling film, and like. It's 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 just and the 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 contrasting look of him smiling his little grin and the, the these kids who just go what the fuck is this the way they do things out here um this is the, one of the joys of making thing in nowhereville America in 1974 you have no mm. no common law at all and he's basically just told us in that one little bit of dialogue that he knows what goes on out here. He's probably involved in what goes on yeah. out here. <laughs> yes. I'm just you pointed out yesterday that when she produces the gun from her person um, and, and shoots herself, when and he, the there? sheriff oh. comes in and, and he picks it up and sniffs it, and I've never noticed it. I, so, I like you. Uh, when ahead. when he when he sniffed it before I watched this last night, whenever he sniffed it, I used to think he's sniffing it to see whether it's, it's actually being fired. But then obviously, I don't know what changed last night, but he's obviously sniffing it for another reason. Yeah. Because of where it's been or because of where they said it had been. Gross. Or because of where he knew it had been. Dum, dum, dum. Honestly, the look on his face, it's just, you don't, you don't get this these these days. You know, it's just about to sniff. I want to see where he sniffs the gun. If it's kind of like barrel way. It is. No, he sniffs he sniffs the end. Like I oh, thought I thought that yeah, was the barrel. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean the, the chambery bit. Oh. Um if you if you I think if you want to see if it's been fired, you smell air or something, but it smells oh. right at the end. <laughs> it's fucking gross. horrible. Absolutely gross. But amazing. <laughs> but, the same time. Do you know? Do you know? I have this. I have this thing where I do this. Like I don't know if you meant it or not. Everything in this film, I am. I trust this film so much that I believe everything in this film is there for a reason. That's that's the, the subtle genius of which I'm working with, and I'm saying I, genius an awful lot. And I, I, I really am. I agree with you for the most part. I'd have liked a little bit. I think I even said this to you as I liked a little bit more explanation as to who that girl was and what had happened. And I think when we were watching it, I said to you, it would be, it would have been good if they were making, when they were making the prequel that it was her story and it sort of wrapped around to the remake where her story ends with her getting in that van in the Dodge. But they didn't, they didn't do that, which is very unfortunate for me. But I mean, but then there there are photos of her in the back of the car aren't there you know when they reach into the booth there's like photos in a jar and I was like so was she part of the family how long had she been there why did she escape what what's going on was she that weird kids Jedediah's mom what what was happening I but I kind of liked the way they, they left it open oh, I mean I'm a I'm a scully I need answers yeah I've yeah I've noticed that with you I'm a scully <laughs> Jesus um no, I, I I liked it. I liked the way it, it let us do a little bit of work um, and fill in the blanks because I love... That's probably why I like Christopher Nolan so much. Because I mean, there's a difference between filling in, like doing some work and filling in the blanks based on clues, but you don't get that, is what I'm saying. So I would like to have either had the full story or had enough clues for me to make my mind up that 
Yeah, she I think. Whatever. I think what they wanted from this was they just wanted the who was she thing, and then you answer that question yourself. Granted, it is a very, very kind of um, grand question, and I don't know if I'd do it, but it's braver than to do it, and I appreciate them to do it. But to be, as I've said, they could. This film could murder my family, and I'd still forgive it. I mean, that's that's a bit much. I don't know. Right. <laughs> that's a bit far. Um, I I loved the family. I love their family dynamic. The the Hewitts. The mom is insane, and I'm pretty convinced I've seen her in another one of their films. I'm I'm sure I have. Um, and there's a scene that I know you love with the mom. <laughs> so you can, I'll let you talk about that one. It's 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 again. It's just a, it's. It's it's a nothing scene, but it's so subtly done. It's when uh, they've got Jessica, uh, um, they've kind of kidnapped her, and he's sitting on the the guy, the sheriff sitting on the couch, and he's just he's just toying with her. She's absolutely terrified, and he's just toying with her, and he's just like a dad playing with his. I'd rephrase uh, that. Uh, <laughs> He's he's he, not he's, he's not just like it. He's acting like a dad playing with one of the kids, but he's not. He's doing this sadistic, horrible, fucking unsettling. A cat with a mouse. Thing. Yeah, cat with a mouse. And then she she gets up and she's taken somewhere else. And he stands up and he's got no trousers on. And you're thinking, what the fuck is going on there? Which makes your head go like that. And the next thing, the camera pans out and his mom, the the mum. Is ironing his trousers and hands them to him and he puts them on. And you're just going, what the fuck? What the <laughs> actual fuck? And all the way through it, you were going, imagine the smells, imagine that, like, oh, I think John. you started to think you have a bit of a thing about hygiene, by the way. <laughs> um, but in this house where there's mold on the floor, there's puke, it's pissed, there's poo, there's everything. She's ironing trousers. At least you've got a nice crease in your trousers for work now, love. What the what the fuck? I love it. I love it so much. It makes me want to burst. It really does. Uh, let's talk about the house actually, because how gross was that? And yeah. I don't even mean his little workshop cellar downstairs. I mean upstairs was vile. And then obviously they just keep this one little room <laughs> for sitting and ironing and stuff. And the rest of it is full of pigs, chickens. There's Weird shit in the fridge. There's false teeth around. It's oh, absolutely unsanitary. It was just gross. Unsanitary is an understatement, mate. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think I even said to you, you can tell this is like pre-COVID because <laughs> like no one gave her an F. Um, like, oh, and when he hands her that phone, he's like, I'll dial it for you. And he hands her the phone. I was like, oh, I wouldn't. I'd just say you hold it and I'll talk into it somehow. Yeah. No, it, the 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 walls are actually glowing <laughs> and moving. And I, as I said to you yesterday, many many times, they do an amazing thing with. And I know people don't like this word, but I'm going to have to use it with moisture, with mm. water and wetness. I'll say wetness instead of the M word because I know people don't like that. Well, they're going to um, have to get over it. It's a word. <laughs> But it's like there's 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 scenes where people people are crying and their faces are just soaked, and then those soaking faces get pushed into 
dry soil and it's all over the and it's just it makes me kind of recoil and then there's a there's an awful lot of jessica bale in the rain like a, a kind of if i had my sensible hat on i would have to call it out on that but i don't care because i don't care oh. uh, what did i describe it as yesterday a bullet for my valentine video didn't i yes yeah. you did yeah. I mean, it is, you, you are right, pretty much every scene has got some sort of wet in it, whether it's like sweat, tears, that watery basement, like there's there's loads of, <clears throat> oh my God, <clears throat> my throat, there's loads Moisture of wetness. The going, <laughs> there's, well, there's loads of um, wetness going on. And then obviously, yeah, when she gets out in the rain, it's hard to deny, isn't it? It's just all there all the time i wonder what made them make that decision did they just want to sweet see a sweaty jessica i mean i won't i mean i won't lie she looks good moist oh god oh, um, she looks good <laughs> i just heard that but i just heard that back um she looks good um in the rain we'll say we'll say that um okay. i'm I mean, 20, 22 I was when I saw this, and I remember the, the rain scenes quite vividly. Um, probably because I have been in love with her for quite some time and it's not admitted it to myself. Um, but, I mean, I seem to be in love with all of uh, Justin's girlfriends, don't I? You do. Let's not talk about him. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, um, it, it, there's another contrast in in that like she's walking around with the wet hair as you do it every heroine has that and every hero has that yeah best scene in the rain but it's it's what they do on the on the flip side of that coin um as i said the the basement the blood the dirty water this is there's clean water and then there's dirty water as i'm kind of thinking about this it's kind of processing it the rain seems to make things clean and then the, the water in the house makes them unclean. And I think that might have something to do with it. I've just come up with that theory in the last minute. So it's beautiful. It's, it's, uh, that, it's might, beautiful. that might have something to do with it. I think I remember saying to you that they probably should have stepped outside and had a wash. Yeah. <laughs> because they none of them looked like they showered or bathed. And I just, no. And they all had dirty glasses. Whoever had glasses on, they were filthy. Absolutely yeah. filthy. How I they saw through them is, I feel sick even thinking I about sh- it. I, sh- I should that they all smell like chicken fat. Gross. This is this is a film where people get legs cut off, arms <laughs> cut off. So a young girl is actually savaged mercilessly by a chainsaw. And all the way through, Sean was going, I wouldn't eat off that. Look at the fingernails. <laughs> Ooh, look at his ear. Like that. And it, and you it, you're thinking <laughs> if this was anyone else I'd be like shut up but because it was you it was so funny because I knew you actually meant it <laughs> well yeah I did I did mean it because it's called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre it's not called the Texas Chainsaw Jam Box is it like it's the, the Texas Hygiene that, Massacre <laughs> I know that people are going to lose the legs and die I don't know that you're going to live in squalor like come on throw a hoover around once in a while isn't it. Mrs. Hewitt, get the yeah. get the pledge out, love. Get a little chamois it's, leather on that um, yeah, I mean, banister. It, 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 it's kind of like, oh, there's a scene where that guy's emptying his. I want to say silo, oh, but it's not called a silo. Don't, 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 don't. What's it called? <laughs> I don't even want to. I can't look at you. I can't even look at you. The the bag thing, and colostomy. 
that's the one, yeah. And um, like Je- Jessica goes in and starts to help him, and he's 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 para- he's got no legs, has he? So he's lying on, he's sitting on the floor next to the toilet. He's empty, it? and she tries to help him up, and he's he's he's, he's like an octopus all over it. There's pooey hands. His hands are in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> This is like really near the beginning of the film as well, so it does its job quite well there. It is. There is no need for that. There's no need for a scene. I feel the thought of it is green. The thought of it. I mean, I can watch some stuff. I can watch people getting attacked with a chainsaw. I can watch Reagan stabbing herself with a crucifix. But show me. Oh no! 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 no. His eyes are going red. No, 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 no one needs to see that. I'm sorry, but it wouldn't help you up. You got yourself out of that wheelchair to do to drain your whatever, sort yourself out. I'm sorry, crack on. Okay, let's um, so we stop oh, talking about the uh, yeah, talk about something lighter. Oh. Um, when um, when he cuts Andy's leg off with the chainsaw, <laughs> oh Christ, that's brutal. Huh? I should just point out the color has now returned to Sean. <laughs> So obviously, getting your leg cut off is better than emptying a emptying a colostomy bag. So anyway, um, yeah, um, and then it's what he does after that. He's he's what does he do after that? Oh, so he obviously hangs him from a hook through his back, and then gets the salt and smashes it into his stump. And then wraps that like meat paper around it. Oh God. To like keep it from, from like rotting or getting infected or whatever. But then two minutes later, he's got Morgan in a bath of what can only be described as shit water. So why take the time to salt somebody's wound to save an infection and then sit somebody else in a toilet water bath, knowing that their wounds are going to get infected? It doesn't make Um sense. None of, the, none, none of his wounds were in the water, though. He just had back wounds, didn't he? Oh, gross. Gross. It doesn't matter, John. James can jump. I don't really... I don't... James can jump. <laughs> I don't really think Leatherface is worried about stuff like that. I think he's just worried about what's in, in his leather face. But he salted the wound. That's to stop it from dying. But I don't think he cares about infection, infection. I think he cares about dying, living and dying. He mm. wants to keep them alive as long as he can so he can play with them, play with his pickled corpses. Um, yeah, the other guy. If the other guy had gaping wounds on his leg, I doubt he would have put him in there. Why are we talking about the mentality of a man who cuts people's heads off and his affliction with germs? <laughs> well, he never washed his hands either. It's, oh no, filth! Absolutely, you're filth. so weird. You know, I <laughs> really are. I wonder if he ever cleans his chainsaw. To, you know, you know, like tattoo artists have to change the needle and stuff. Do you reckon he oils it with the blood of his victims? Probably. I feel like that might rust it. Well, it, it, it worked, so that's all he cared about. That's all he did. I mean, he could put some some elbow behind that as well, couldn't he? Well, he couldn't after Aaron cut his arm off. Oh, yeah. I know he still did, though. Yeah, he did. He just oh, used yeah, it to that, the that, that was another bit. I kind of, uh, when I first saw it, I thought to myself, hmm, I don't know about that because... He's now only got one arm. Like, Leatherface has got one arm. So how's he going to make that work? Yeah, but, like, also, so what? Because 
Eddie yeah, needs to get yeah. <laughs> Eddie the, needs to get her own back, and yeah, people with one arm can do a lot of things. Yeah, they couldn't kill him, so they had to do that. I think if it was ever going to come back, if this film was ever going to get a sequel, I reckon they would have gone down um, the Army of Darkness route. Do you know what I mean? Where he's attached the chainsaw to his arm or something. Oh, you can't do that because how is he going to pull the string? But there's other arm with that. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like that in, army of darkness in, um, shite. In, in Evil Dead, he puts a little hook on his shoulder and he does it like that. It's fucking brilliant. Nah, his, I don't... His chainsaw and his boomstick. I'm not buying all that camp crap, thank you. Yeah, but he didn't do it, so it's all right. No. <clears throat> but, uh, no. She that, does, I mean... That she, Ash she thing didn't... is like, carry on zombies, keep it. <laughs> you don't like it, do you? No. She did, I mean, she did need to take a scalp. She did need to get some payback. And I think now I've got a mature brain on me for a mature uh, brain on me. I think they went about it the right way. And I like the way that she kind of didn't stop. She hacks at him six or seven times until the arm comes Yeah, off. usually it's like one little, and then they like it, don't they? But she was like, yeah. I'm going to get you. Yeah. And I, again, going back to Tobe Hooper again, I don't think he likes strong females. Because everyone knows the story about Marilyn Burns in the first one. She she wasn't happy with the way she was treated. She was thrown around, basically battered by Gunnar Hansen. Um, she went to Terry Pooper and told him, and he went, you shut up, do it again. And they weren't very nice to it. It was 1974, and she was a woman. That was Hollywood back then. Yeah, that is not an excuse in any way. But that's, that's the people that you were dealing with there. And I think... In this, because Jessica is so, it eventually becomes so strong. Uh, I again think that Toe Pooper had a problem with it. Yeah, I would probably agree with that, to be honest with you. Because yeah. he would see, he would rather see <clears throat> Leatherface live on forever unharmed than see anyone get some sort of revenge. Because after all, Leatherface is just a man. He's not Jason Voorhees, he he's not Freddy Krueger, he's just a man. Mm. And then can bleed. Yeah, well, it, it was it was interesting seeing him lying on the floor, holding his his stump, going ow, and that was I think that's that's so important. It's very very brave of the director to do that, of the of the makers to do that, but it works. It worked for me, and he's he's leaning against the thing, and he's almost crying, mm. but then he comes back at the end, and he's got the chainsaw in his other hand. I think that takes the top off that car. I think that sort of feels in feeds into like his sort of childlike psychological makeup because I think I think it's probably ex- explored more in the prequel, but it sort of makes sense. Um, and they might have mentioned it in the caravan where they say that he was bullied for his face, and I think he sort of remained a child, hasn't he? So, um, yeah, I think that sort of feeds into that, like that that ouch thing. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I I think it was either it was you you can see it as like well maybe this is him this is him going to stop now because he's in pain it's it's like a a fork in the road he can either go back to being this horrible monster or he can be a human and feel pain and it delighted me so much to find out that he still stayed the monster. And tried to take the fucking top off that car with the chain. Chose yeah, violence. Which, which which made me shit myself. I think I screamed on the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, 
it, it's it's just a, a, a such a solid film, so wonderfully written, so wonderfully acted, and unbelievably wonderfully lit. By and does not reply rely on jump scares. It's just yeah, it, and it, it's something that everyone involved with it, including Eric Balfour, who hasn't had the greatest of luck with uh, his career. I mean, he's made money, but come on. Um, <laughs> He should look back on it and he should be very proud. I mean, it's better than the, the thing he did in the OC, which was pretty much all I remember him for. Um, well, he was in I, the first episode of Buffy and I think that is worth being proud of yourself for. Um, well done, yeah. Eric. <laughs> I mean, you didn't One make episode. it past the pilot, but... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, who was he in that? Wasn't he a, was he a vampire he was, in that? He was Xander's best mate who got turned into uh, a vampire. Jesse, his name was. I remember and um, there was where is he Eric Balfour he was in a very erotically charged film mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it I'm surprised that you haven't heard of it to be honest because um, it's it doesn't leave anything to, to the imagination whatsoever what um, are you actually lie, saying lie with me it's called have you ever heard right. of that no uh, it's it's have you ever heard of, heard of a, a French film called Baisemois? Our friend Johnny Cameron used to go oh, on about it a lot. Yes, I have. It's pretty much like that. It's quite uh, graphic in terms of sex. And I remember watching him in it and thinking to myself, why him? And then he takes his pants off and you go, oh, that's why. Summing up then, I shall leave you to go first. <laughs> that, I hate it, honestly. <laughs> Found the petitions are going to change. <laughs> I think it's good. So, my vote for this is Nightmare Cinema. It has to be. It's such a good film, so well put together. Lighting is so important, and this is a lesson in lighting. Obviously, it's a lesson in a lot of things, but lighting is, it really stood out to me in this film. It looks stunning. The acting is rather good. Um, even though I can't bear that Morgan character. Ugh. Um, the rest of them, I, I kind of liked. Even though no. we didn't get to see Pepper's death on screen, did we? And when, when we're dealing with slasher films, that for me is they're not actually dead till you see them dead. Like Kirby in Scream 4, you didn't see her get killed, it was off screen. So to me, she's not dead, she's still alive. So Pepper, she could have been a survivor, who knows? All in all. Yeah, I don't think she was. It's like a chainsaw in a face. You didn't see any blood. You just saw feathers from a coat. Yeah, she's dead. No, I choose to believe. I choose to believe that Pepe <laughs> went on to live <laughs> and have many children. Um, <laughs> nightmare cinema. Yeah, it is. I'm going to tell you a very swift story. Go on. For mine. In 2006, 25-year-old John went to see Slayer. In, Man- in Manchester Arena. Um, <clears throat> they were just wonderful. And all the way through it, well, the bits I wasn't nearly breaking my leg and headbutting people to, I wanted to be in a band. I wanted to be in Slayer. I wanted to go away and start a band. And anything that you watch that can make you go, I want to go and do that, is God to me. Mm. And that's what this film did. It made me want to go out and make films. Maybe I actually want to get off my arse and go and light something and make a film with artistic lighting. And 
if you if you can do that, you have won. Mm. You have won your battle. Um, this is a brilliant example of what you can, what remakes can do, of what subtle details in horror films and films can do, of what a great young cast can do, and what a, tr- a director that you trust can do. It is all the way, all fucking day long nightmare cinema, and it is such an important film that I, I, it's as important as I can't. It can't be more important than the first one because it's, it, it is the reason it is there. But it is as important as the first one. It's nah. I, I mean, I, I prefer this one all the, all day long. It's it, to me, it's a miles better film. But I'm, in terms of popular culture, um, it, it's as important as the first mm-hmm. one. That is the biggest compliment anything can get. Any anything. Mm. If you're if you if your remake, which I would, let's face it, are never any good. If you're as good, and people prefer it to the original film, you have I, put a crown on Nispel's head. Because he he is the victor, and it all day long it is nightmare cinema. And if you haven't seen this film, stop what you're doing, go and watch it now because it is that fucking good. Yes, I'm actually probably going to try and find the beginning one to watch tonight. Actually, I'm going to watch this in a minute. Oh, good lads, good lads. It's 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 that good. So. Next week, what is on our list to do, John? Can you remember? It's you next week, isn't it? So it's one of... It is mine. I think it is A Nightmare on Elm Street, 2010. I am so wet for this one. Excited for this one. (laughs) Moist. I am moist for this one. I am Jessica. What type of moist are you? Are you dirty moist or rain moist? I am Jessica Beale in the rain moist for this. Yes, thank you. I've very much enjoyed this one. Thank you very much for listening. And to those of you who have argued with me, I shall see you in court or in the <laughs> ring. Um, but on, these are just my opinions. I know I probably offended quite a few people with because I've who cares the Bible? Here. Who cares? I basically dissed the Bible. So who uh, cares? <laughs> if you like the original over this. You are a pussy-whipped fanboy. Get over it. (laughs) I'll say what we're all thinking, John, because it is an inferior film, very boring, very dull, nothing happens, everyone's a cunt in it. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. I've really enjoyed this one. I wish we could do this film every week because I I haven't even got through a tenth of the stuff (laughs) to say about this. Thank you very much. We shall see you soon. Thank you. you, Bye. Bye Bye-bye.